A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh! AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown tonight. And one of the most important episodes in recent memory, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Um, look, I don't want to do this one a disservice, so I'm going to get something out there right off the top. You know what? Um, Little old, like, parable, that little, when you're a kid, you hear it for the first time, and you go, oh, my God, isn't life weird? Isn't science funny? Yeah. You know, like, a ton of bricks, a ton of feathers. Yes. Uh, like, uh, and they're both the same, and you, you can't... What? You can't reconcile it, can you? A ton of bricks or a ton of feathers. The jet lag <laughs> has hit me like a ton of bricks, and I wish I could sleep on a ton of feathers. <laughs> but right now, it kind of feels like the opposite. We're in this very warm studio, and it feels like I'm being hit with a ton of feathers, and I'm being forced to sleep on a ton of bricks. <laughs> That's not to say SmackDown isn't exciting, and it's not to say that the lineup isn't full of things that we can preview and get excited about, but I worry that I will not be able to summon the enthusiasm that you desire and feel that this show deserves. Um, and I'm just saying that in advance mm-hmm. of us going through this. However, to answer your question specifically, um, it kind of has to be massive because uh, a bunch of people that are incorrect suggested that it was worth keeping the belt on Roman Reigns for a variety of reasons, one of which was numbers, one of which was this four-figure celebration. And then we kind of highlighted that the core problem in it in a thousand days on a day of a premium live event when people assumed, oh, he's going to defend it and there's going to be such drama. No, there's not. Because the one guy that could have beaten for it just lost. Yeah. So there was going to be no drama if he defended the belt on his thousandth day. So instead, WWE came up with this really awesome angle to present on the thousandth day instead. So he was unable to celebrate his thousandth day by winning another belt. And in fact, he was spent the end of his thousandth day wondering what on earth was going to happen to mm-hmm. his bloodline. So it wasn't that it wasn't eventful. It maybe just wasn't a title defense. And to do that while he'd already pre-planned his oh. big SmackDown party, was kind of inspired because. Who knows now if he'll try and run it in spite of everything? Will he try and stubbornly no-sell the actions of Jimmy Uso specifically? And I suppose Jay Uso because he went with him. Um, how offended will he be that the 1,000-day celebration has been tarnished? Because mm. surely if you're Roman Reigns, one of the tricks you want to play now is pretend that oh, I didn't even want the Uso's there anyway, actually. 
<laughs> so I always wanted it to be me solo and Paul Heyman. I didn't want anybody else there for my thousand days. Yeah. Um, but Save it, money on cater if any. If anything. If anything been wasting money by putting squid on the bus for a year and I've never even thought they deserved it like is is that going to be the move is that going to be the play tonight is he going to say that this is this <laughs> you know that when uh, in the office when Dwight and Jim unveil the Christmas tree and it's got no decorations or lights on it and they think it's this cool team building idea to be like we want you to all decorate the tree together and then somebody goes why did you put it behind a sheet then? Why did you build up the moment? And Dwight just screams, this has been a successful unveiling. <laughs> I think Roman Reigns in this like empty ring with no food, no friends, only Paul Heyman and Solo. This has been a success, successful celebration of my 1,000 days. I think lean into it. You know when they used to be randomly like, oh, we're pissed off with, with Roman or we're pissed off with Seth or obviously Dean's gone over there. Mm. So they were like, Remember the shield? Just those two guys. Oh, yeah. So he should just have all the best moments of the 1,000 days, but with you, so it's cut out of it. Wasn't there a period where Roman was in the bad books and the band replays of the stomp? It's like, how are you going to show Seth's cash in? Oh, he's, he's here. Like, 20 seconds later, he's spinning about around yeah. his head. He's won the title. He took it off Brock. <laughs> did he pin Brock? Doesn't matter. Yeah, but he shut up. How did he do it? I said, shut up. Yeah, I quite like that. Like, might, that's actually a really good idea. He gets Kyle O'Reilly to make a video package of the best bits of the bloodline, but there's no Usos in it. It's just Roman Reigns. It's really, you know, like when you see old episodes of TV and they've still got the yeah the, the black gimmicks, and white frame yeah. around them. It's Roman Reigns, like like the old Mickey Mouse ones, or like Steamboat Willie, or whatever it is, where he's just like hopping on the spot. You got Roman Reigns walking to the ring in silence, and then. And then Roman Reigns holding the belts. Solo Sokoa is there from day one. Yeah, His yeah. head's just been put on. <laughs> on, on like Jay Uso at first when it was just the two of them. Yeah. And then Jimmy comes back and it's two solos. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> what? No, I I loved what happened at Night of Champions so much. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, this, is, this is getting worse by week by week now. I went... It was a good idea, actually, not, not putting the title on Cody <laughs> at WrestleMania. I think, actually, long-term, they've probably made the right decision. We haven't had a chance to talk about this. Um, we did do Night of Champions coverage. If you want to go back and listen to the podcast that me yeah. and Sidra recorded on the other side of the Atlantic in our <laughs> hotel room in Las Vegas, you can do. I believe it was that podcast that was there. Uh, so we recorded that on a Saturday afternoon. And as we learned to our peril, Arrivals Day for Saturday Arrivals in Vegas is a pretty big day. And it was the busiest the hotel had been, and we didn't count on the fact that there'd be a massive, and I mean massive, pool party taking place just outside our window. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure whenever there's like a breaking conversation, you can just hear... And anyway, Rhea Ripley defended title against Natalia. <laughs> so that's the one to go back and listen to for a bit of... Live ambiance. But we also did a watch-along. Simon Miller was on it. Thunder Rosa was on it. Oh, yeah. Giving us some expert lived-in analysis of the Seth Rollins-AJ Styles match. So by all means, go and check out that coverage. But me and you have not been able to discuss Night of Champions in any great detail. Mm. What did you think of the angle overall, the match, the whole presentation of Roman and um, Solo versus thought it was absolutely sensational. Sammy, Kevin, yeah. I think from the moment, you know, Sammy gets that reaction, then cuts that promo, mm. and uh, it was unbelievable. And then, you know, 
wrestling can be amazing and it can be, you know, jaw-dropping in terms of the athletic ability. And sometimes it can be as simple as just, I'm not tagging in. <laughs> or, or tag me in or whatever, yeah. you know, however you want to do it. Like, it can take you back to its most basic roots. I still remember saying, I thought one of my favorite... Um, matches at the what was the first Pando Mania thirty six thirty six yeah was uh, was Seth Rollins versus Cesaro because it was so simple oh thirty seven thirty seven yeah, sorry yeah, yeah. Well, don't spin me yeah I'm gonna spin you don't spin me yeah I'm gonna spin you <laughs> yeah it was just uh, like that's the story and it was so good and I was hoping and I'd avoided all spoilers I'd been in a field near Stoke which is a lot more fun than it sounds. Um, <laughs> And it, with no signal or anything like that. And one of the lads was like, do you want to know? Because he, he sort of keeps up on it. And I was like, nah, don't tell me anything. So I get back and I watched it super late on like Monday night because mm. of the bank holiday. And I stupidly watched it just before bed. I thought, I better watch this before I go in. I've got to do, you know, Raw. And that's obviously going to be influenced by what's happened here, et cetera, et cetera. I avoided everything. Even Anna Louise, my wife, had said like, did you see what happened? And I was like, don't don't say anything else. Yeah, yeah. I don't need anything. And then I watched it. And like, you know, fun stuff. I, I thought the whole show was really good, to be good, fair. Good cast. Wasn't as good as NXT Battleground. You're grounded. Battlegrounded. But mom. But I thought the whole show was great. <laughs> I, I've I've already sung the praises on you. One day we're gonna go back to that show. Yeah. And like you're gonna say I was uh Battleground where Dijak and Neely Dijak. Excuse me, where on earth are my manners? Battleground. I don't oh yeah, that. I'm gonna keep a book of how I do all the NXT pay-per-views. There's one that I when we were laughing about uh, the other day about uh, the great milk of bears and better than bears, there's another one that needlessly has a salute, and I can't think what it is. Oh, yeah. It'll come back to me. We just added, like, military bollocks to it for no reason. But like I say, across the board, you know, Rollins, Styles, surprise, surprise, pass it on. They're two quite good wrestlers. You can put together a pretty decent 20-minute match, you know? Yes, yeah. Um, I thought the addition of Zoe Stark to Trish Stratus and that match and having her go over like that was inspired. Earnestly great, that. Yeah. Gunther versus Mustafa Ali had no yeah. right. He had yeah. no right. It's Gunther, isn't it? Yeah. That's all he does. Um, Asuka, Bianca Belair, we'll talk a little bit mm. more about them in, in due course. Um, my favourite match, actually, might have been Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I could get there. Because I thought, like, oh, God. I, that, that was the one where I was like, it's late on Monday. I've got, you know, back to the grind. I've not slept well. I've been camping. Mm. It's been great, but I've not slept a good night's sleep. So I thought, I'll just skip it. And I skipped. And it was like, Brock or Cody's making their entrance. And I'd only skipped, like, 10 minutes. I was like, what? <laughs> like, oh, this bloody thing's... WWE Network is uh, messed up here. Uh, I'll <laughs> go back. Keep going back. Keep going. And then I got the full... Oh, my God. It's like, what is it? Hang on, I've got it here. One minute and ten seconds. Happy birthday! Speaking of WWE Network, by the way, like, thank you, Thunder Rosa, for having Lendon as a peacock login. Of course, Because yeah. all of a sudden we realised the administration of watching the PLE was trickier than we thought from a hotel. Like, our hotel room had Fox, which kind of, like, gave us the impetus to be like, Let's watch wrestling on the telly. Crazy Brits watching it at normal time. Yeah. And then suddenly we were like, oh, yeah, that's, that's Peacock. So we saw great. adverts, regular Common Garden adverts, instead of, ad, like, things for Bobby oh, Lashley course, and Charlotte yeah. Flair. Like, we just got actual adverts. Um, yeah, I saw a great Twitter thread recently. It was like, 
if you had to pay for the network again or stick with Peacock, and it was intriguing to see the results of that from mm. our American listeners. I thought Brock Cody was great. Yeah, really strong. Just for like, what are they going to do here? Because he's just, he's got one arm. Yeah. He's fighting Brock Lesnar. And then like the, oh, wait a second, I've got a weapon here. Cody selling the suplexes on his arm was tremendous as well. When he got, went back and watched the replay and he's putting his arm out to land on first. Yeah, it's great. Cody's the best. And then I and I, I thought that's it. You've got it lined up, and then they kind of muddied the waters because I was like, right, Brock's beating, Brock's happy, mm-hmm. or you know, sufficiently happy to go back to Saskatchewan or whatever and disappear. And then Cody, da 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 da, money in the bank. And then there's, there was like all the dates came out for Roman, all of his when he's going to be on what. And I was like, that ends in the summer. Yeah. So. That means that it's good. Tell me there's a chance, and then Cody's like, "I want another fight with Brock," and I'm like, "No!" <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you get to that main event, and I just thought it was genius. It was a fun main event with just the four of them, mm-hmm. and then the Usos showing up, and the, it was the it's the old WWE thing of like, ah, oh, you're just doing this again, like really, like you've just negated everything. This is full Vince. This is full like. Uh, actually, this will make it even more interesting if they've got to win them back off these. Yeah. And then the Sokoa spot, followed by Roman going, what the hell are you doing here? That's great. To Jimmy. And I, I, I really liked, you know, for a, for a storyline that has, I enjoyed it more than most, mm-hmm. that's had a lot of exposition, you know, when... Roman was going through it early on, and the, like the Hell in a Cell match, for example, it was yeah. I, I quit, wasn't it? Inside yeah. it, yeah. I liked elements of that. It just got a bit yeah. heavy-handed as it went along. Yeah, um, it was like they went, "This is good. Let's do it every time." Yeah. The fact that he just super kicked him and just went, ah, <laughs> yeah, just that's the purest form of like letting it all out. What's great is that Jay Uso now, despite the one that has desperately wanted to burst out of this cage all along, has had to watch the sequence play out twice. Because he basically watched Sammy do it and go, no, Sammy, why? And then Jimmy Uso got on with the attack and beat up Sammy. And now he's he was looking, oh, God, Jimmy, why? And then Jimmy's telling him why. And now we get where we get. Roman Reigns hitting the ref with the spear, was it? Yes. And then immediately gaslighting the referee. What's wrong with him? <laughs> right there. That's who he is now. Like His default position is it's everyone's fault but mine. Yeah. Really great detail. Roman was in, f- like, fine form, though. Absolutely. When he uh, reached out, like, he did that no-look tag. I'm ready to fight now. Tag out. Doesn't even look at where Sammy is. Yeah, He's don't kinda, care. Like, staring off into space, that kind of thing. The um, That shot as well, I've got to give credit to... Do- I often bury it, so I've got to give credit to WB Production of... Because I can only imagine what the cameraman must have to have been doing mm. to get the shot from underneath a sitting-down Roman Reigns up to Sami Zayn on the turnbuckle oh, going... Yeah. <laughs> the um, that look of sort of incredulity—I've said that wrong, but I'm too tired. <laughs> that incredulous-looking face of his when Sammy entered, he dared to like introduce himself as yeah. a big deal and just wrote. But Roman, what the f- is this? Yeah, how dare you get in the way of my preemptive tag title win celebration? It's good stuff. It was like I didn't think much of the match, truthfully, but I thought the bells and whistles were like top tier. Yeah. Do we do at its best? Full disclosure, by the way, before we get on to tonight's show, 15 minutes in. We're on to it in a, yeah. in a way. We are recording this the day before because you're off tomorrow. Yes. Um, so if anything gets announced, then we won't be talking about it. But I don't think they should. I think this show should be... It's understandable 
that Roman, utilising his power, the, the power that got him the tag title shot in the first place with Solo Zakota, mm-hmm. to just say, like, yeah, you can have a couple of qualifiers, I suppose, and, and so, obviously you have to do something with the women's championship, right? But beyond that, pepper it with what, what you know, real, real, uh, just small, what's the phrase? But, like, overkill of, like, you know, basically Paul Heyman's promos, but in video form of like, is he the best champion ever? Yeah. Of just like, he's, and they're like a, a, a list of names, all these people that he's beaten, all these people he's cheated to beat, yeah. and beaten and beaten and beaten. And some of the incredible, you know, from his perspective, look at all these, these obstacles that he's overcome with the help of everyone in his family. <laughs> Drew McIntyre on foreign soil, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Brock Lesnar and tractor <laughs> right all that leading up to the main event which should be the celebration and i know wwe has a varied track record with this sometimes they've absolutely nailed it and sometimes they've gone put four balloons in the ring i should probably do it <laughs> i want i want people sorry to anyone who's going to where is it wilkes bar wilkes bar pa uh, the greater wilkes bar area inclusive of scranton and Corbindale is another place is I mentioned it? in the office. You've been there? I've been to Scranton. Yeah, you've been to Scranton. I know, I've been yeah. to Scranton. Um, I intend to be going to Philadelphia next year. Of course, yeah. I believe that because sometimes there are Wilkes Bars. America, and it's all big. <laughs> Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Geography takes by the What Goes Wrestling podcast. America's big, isn't it? England's <laughs> small, isn't it? How many times can you fit England in America, do you reckon? Loads. I think you probably fit six UKs in Texas. It's one where they're like, yeah, if you can, you can drive for... 12 hours and still be in the same state. <laughs> like, what? I can pass three different countries. Awful lot of land in America. Like, Phil told me to look out the window when we were arriving or leaving Vegas, and I, it was on the way back that I was able to spot it. Like, it goes understated, I think, if you don't live in America or you're kind of removed from it in the way that we are geographically. But Las Vegas is in the middle of a desert, mm-hmm. which only makes it weird. It's so beautiful flying in, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it only makes it weirder that it works. Because it's like, where'd you plug all that in? Mm-hmm. You built this in the desert. Like, if somebody pulls the plug out and then just hides it, like, where'd you where'd you hook it up to? Yeah. Because it just started... I swear with... they were going to have an ice hockey team there as well. Oh, yeah. Haven't they got one? Maybe they already have I'm one. I'm sure. Wait, when I we... Think, oh, maybe I've got, got that confused with, like, they were going to do a big development where everyone has a backdoor pool. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> I'm sure that they played when we were over there with the T-Mobile, the T-Mobile center, uh, the Las Vegas... Golden Knights. Correct. Yeah. I think they won um, a playoff last Saturday, maybe, against, oh, my God, it was the same night as the Heat-Celtics game. There was a lot of sports kicking ass in Vegas. give you a clue. We've been there as well. The Dallas Bastards. Dallas Stars. Yes. Um, And Vegas got the win to shore up something like a 4-1. Uh, victory in the where are we game four game? semi-finals or oh, three one oh, might have one more left or something I don't know. not yeah. quite made it to the uh, they've gone through now they're facing spoilers everyone they're facing the Florida Panthers 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 Golden Knights final uh, first match 4th of June by the way put in your diary oh that's a best of seven as well yeah love a best of seven don't they over there absolutely I've got to say I'm, I'm really really behind Mark Stone in the Vegas Golden Knights cap- captain you know, le- captain leader. Yeah, anything for he's me. always led from the front, isn't he? Yeah. I've always liked that about old Stoney. <laughs> you know, ever since he was playing for the uh, Ottawa Senators or the 
Binghamton centres after after that was that was when I really I was worried from at Binghamton because he uh, there was of course the injury crisis of uh, two thousand. I don't know, he was there in 20, 2012. He went yeah, the great there. injury crisis 2012. He really had to step up. And uh, in Binghamton, still to this day, I believe they are retired. He had his jersey retired <laughs> at Binghamton State. Uh, and I just, I look, I've seen some graceful people on the ice before. You know, I've seen Wayne Gretzky. I've seen Torval and Dean. <laughs> but, uh, that lad from... Uh, Coronation Street. Uh, um, I was Mark Fowler from EastEnders. That's it, the one. But, uh, no. but um, aye, there's nobody quite like old Stoney. No. Mark Stone. I think my favourite thing... Go get him. I think my favourite thing about him is uh, the fact he's six foot four and 219 pounds. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> not, enough people, not enough people talk about that. His height and weight are goaded. You know, my favourite ice hockey player is of all time. Like you, the thing is, you basic bitches in the UK of England, you just talk about your Gretzkys and your um, Wayne Gretzkys. Not me. You know who my favourite player is who? A certain Mister Stanley Cup, <laughs> <laughs> of which the trophy was named after. I think actually my favourite thing about Mark Stone is it, this is going way back. Only true fans will know this. Yeah, yeah. Is back when he was playing for the uh, the. Uh, Brandon Wheat Kings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, of course, their mascot, Willie, a coyote wild dog hybrid. Yes. <laughs> Due to my fear of dogs, I couldn't go near Willie, obviously, but uh, it was horrible. People think, you know, just because we do a wrestling yeah. podcast, like, our knowledge doesn't extend. I know loads about ice hockey. Like, just because I'm, like, obsessed with wrestling, it doesn't mean that I don't have knowledge that extends. I know other ice hockey teams. The Calgary Hitmen, <laughs> for example. <laughs> we can know about other sports. There's an episode of Friends where they go to watch a New York Rangers game and Ross gets hit in the face with a puck. Of course. The New York Rangers. Thank you very much. I've been in the New York Rangers, like, changing rooms on a tour of Madison Square Garden. I predominantly went on so I could see wrestling memorabilia. So, change your perspective. Yeah. Okay. Can you hit the um, most recent addition to the soundboard, please? Can you fire up the champ? One of the only professional wrestling podcasts. I forgot. I do it again, please. Worth a I know where you. I know where you go with this. One of the only professional wrestling sports. Podcasts that's <laughs> worth hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be 
big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? A try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Right, let's get to tonight's episode. Yeah. Um, thousand day celebration, thousand and seven, I suppose, technically, uh, day celebration. How do you see it going? Badly. Yep. Um, I'm with you. I want to see WWE roll out the red carpet in terms of the props, in terms of the pyro, the balloons, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if this man has been able to put shrimp and lobster on a bus, what can he do in an entire arena with his crazy wealth and the need to celebrate himself when he's at his most insecure? So I want as much as you can possibly throw at this. Uh, and I want to talk about the tease. What about, here, i got an idea for you. Sorry. you got an idea. You know, like, uh, I always think of Coldplay for some reason, but I'm sure many other uh, Spice Girls did it when me and Aunt Louise went to see him mm. at Sunderland. Um, the wristbands that yes. light up. I had them at an NXT show once. What, them, but they're magnetised, and yeah. the roof is magnetised, and at the point, oh, your hands are in the air. <laughs> like it's on the tip of your it's finger. ring. On the t- yeah, it's a <laughs> ring. <laughs> Everybody automatically, everyone has to put their ones. A one, uh, and then like then people next to you, like it's done somehow in the like the zero thing with your hands, so that everybody's got a thousand. Oh yeah, one after another, after another, after another. I want. Uh, you remember how all the bloodline beyond just the on on screen characters were invited for the much missed and sadly aborted uh, family celebration that Sami Zayn was going to be part of, that they had to turn into the trial because people couldn't make it. There have been teases um, about Rikishi. Yeah, he he, he tweeted quite a lot, didn't he? He he tweeted, and so it shall be done. Yeah. Then he tweeted, enough. And then he tweeted, I'm going to make him laugh, and with a blood blood emoji. I think. I'd love it if he showed up, man. I think Roman Reigns is going to ban the Usos from uh, attending. Like, he's going to hire a security detail that stops them getting anywhere near the ring. Paul Heyman is going to be seen at the start of the show, confirming with the biggest throng of security you've ever seen, saying, you know, like, have we got it all set tonight? And there won't be any unwelcome guests, will there? Um, and then Roman Reigns is going to be in the ring with him and Solo and Paul Heyman. And uh, he's going to be like, you know, it's not just about me. What's the point of being the head of the table if there can't be guests and I'd like to bring one out right now. Somebody that has been able to eat very well, that has been very well fed, thanks to the tribal chief. You all remember him. He used to dance for you. It's Rikishi, really patronizing, yeah. you know, this kind of thing. Like, won't honor him in any sort of way. Out comes Rikishi, and like he says, hey, man, I saw you were celebrating me on Twitter last week. Really good of you to acknowledge me. And Rikishi just stands firm, not taking any of this. Like, I don't acknowledge you. How do you think I've felt having to watch what you've done to Jimmy and Jay all these months, blah, 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 blah. And then Roman's like, Jimmy and Jay aren't here right now. And then Rikishi's like, 
I'll fight you. Like I, you oh. might, you might kill me, but I'll fight you, Tribal yeah. Chief. I'm not afraid of you. And <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna lay a hand on you, Big Kish. Solo. Oh. And he forces Solo to potentially wind the thumb up, and you don't know if Solo's gonna do it or not before Jimmy and Jay break through the security detail. So you're gonna have a special table that Roman's gonna get put through. Oh my god. Special head of the table, table head that gets table. one deed through. Yeah, he is now. Hang on, that's a bloody good quiz button. Oh my god! Let's go for it. A head of the table, table, which you can then sell for six grand. Well, what about head of the table, <laughs> table that comes inbuilt with, like, so let's say it's wood carved with a wooden carved Roman already into the head of the table so nobody can ever sit at it. Oh, yes. So you can only sit at the bottom or along the sides. So Roman, the wood carving Roman is at the head. Roman's at the other, like, at the other side of the table. And then, like, Solo and Heyman have to sit on the, like, the longer sides and there's nobody else there. There's, like, it's really long. There's loads of room, but at this point, Roman's alienated everybody. Wise man. Huh? <laughs> Wise man. Huh? Pass the salt. <laughs> The what? I just completed it, haven't we? I'm going to avoid all spoilers. First thing I do Saturday morning, get up and... Well, first thing I do Saturday morning is hopefully park run, and then... Yeah, oh, very impressive. I've got to try it. I've got to try it for this holiday. <laughs> try. Um, like it's, I think you're right. I think the familial stuff needs to be revisited. Mm-hmm. Um, you could even have... Uh, Jimmy and Jake put him through the table, and you're like, wow, what a great episode of SmackDown. And Cody Rhodes comes in and, like, cuts the head off. Because <laughs> he's meant to be... I don't know if he's just doing dark match stuff. He's, I just randomly saw his dates. Mm. Uh, he's coming to Newcastle, uh, just before Money in the Bank, of course. Hello, Newcastle. We're more welcome in this city than that big piece of <laughs> Sam Fender, in my opinion, but, you know, we move. The city picks weirdos. I didn't choose them. I didn't choose it. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know if he's going to be like on this show. Yeah. The the hopeful part of me says yes. Yeah. That says, all right, Brock's not answered. Brock's, let's save Brock for post-SummerSlam, first opponent, blah, blah, blah. I'm still holding out hope that money in the bank, to SummerSlam, to title change, finally. I think Cody now being such a, um, enough of a figure that you can, like a talismanic figure from the company that you can promote him to work dark matches or get him on as many house shows as possible and then he sell tickets and they, at this point, start looking at exactly how many tickets Cody's appearance, you know, generates mm. with a boost or whatever. I think it's more weird proving ground stuff. Like, he could have... Obviously, he's, he did it. He's done it. But because he hasn't got the belt, it's almost like, yeah, we're just double treble checking that we're going to go with you before we rubber stamp this. Because, mm. you know... I've never not been with you. He wins the belt down the line. I just, it'll never feel quite right. It's like everybody, myself included, are going to just accept like 90% of the satisfaction when yeah. we could have had 100. Uh, I always, I've got a good bruise bet with Sidge that the first belt Cody lifts will be the, like, will be Romans rather than the toy belt. That's Absolutely. Got. Has to be. Like, well, you know, but we don't know. Mm. But they are treating Cody like a touring champion already because Roman, presumably after this, goes away. They've, uh, they've used a couple of dates lately, haven't they? Like, I wonder what the deal was with the tape SmackDown. Oh, well, you're here anyway. We'll use you. <laughs> that counts as a date, Paul. Yeah. No, but you've, it's, you're, in the, date. you're in the building. 
different episode, Paul. Check the uh, check the fine print, Paul. Because I don't think he's going to work money in the bank. No, doesn't seem that. Ah, uh, did they add him? I can't remember. I feel like they might have added him last minute, Roman. No, he's not as far as no. I'm aware. So they've got Cody leading that. Cody and Brock, maybe? Cody winning money in the bank, hopefully. Yeah. But, but probably Cody Brock, yeah. Mm-hmm. It strikes um, me that it's an utterly pointless title defense, that. That's that's another one of, like like you say, with the thousand-day thing. Ooh, whoa. No, it's one of the big four. It's SummerSlam, if it's if I'm booking, but it could be yeah. WrestleMania. So. They're just not appearing to get... Money in the bank is sold a bit like the Royal Rumble. Granted, this year's was a little bit different, mm-hmm. but it, your selling point is... I mean, also, you come to the UK, so you're going to sell out anyway. Yeah. But it's money in the bank. Yes. Um. So, you don't, I don't think you... Look, as well, other than Jimmy, presumably, and then Jay, presumably, and then maybe even Solo, presumably, like, there's no other viable contenders to this title. And they haven't no. really tried to build any because it's all locked within this now. So, yeah, Roman going through a table at the end uh, when they save Rikishi from a beatdown or a prospective Solo Sokoa being made to choose. Like the Usos get in the way of that before the choice is made because then it keeps that ambiguous. Because Roman, theoretically, should be a little bit pissed off with Solo too, shouldn't he? Based on how things go, when he lost alongside Sammy, that was kind of Sammy's cards marked, pretty much. Mm. Roman should be wanting to punish Solo for the defeat as much as the Usos for causing it. Or at the bare minimum, test him and say, we're going to put you in Money in the Bank, just as a spoiler, mm-hmm. to make sure no one else wins it. And then you win it, and then we'll you can go and face Seth. Bring that belt to the bloodline. Yeah, I like that. Solo going at money in the bank. Yeah. So yeah, slowly but surely, yeah, Solo's going to be like, what, what, have you, what have you done for me lately? Actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul Heyman's getting his head, <laughs> turned, head turned a little bit. I love it. Bit, a, I love it as a potential wrinkle to this storyline as well. But uh, a lay for each superstar he's beaten. Y- yeah. <laughs> Why? What? And he has to wear them all. Yeah. Just the point where he can't see his face. He's <laughs> just piling up. Like he's, the, he's the head of the table. It's just the forehead of the table because <laughs> the last bit you can see. Um, presumably they do something with the. Oh, I don't even know if the storyline's over. The Asuka, Be- uh, Becky, Bianca Belair storyline. Because mm. I was kind of surprised that they went for it, but I was. I like the shenanigans that they did to get there. That was an awesome finish. A good match, but not as good as the WrestleMania one. But with an awesome finish. Yeah. Um, and a surprise, and probably the best way to do this Bianca Belair title change. If you were setting up a winner that felt obvious or felt like, oh, now it's time, it's time, then, like, you just wouldn't have as big an impact. And this title reign means more now that it's over, and mm-hmm. it's over kind of shockingly. It's done wonders for Asuka instantly. I didn't buy her at all at WrestleMania, and you can easily tie the story together of, Oh, maybe I didn't buy myself at WrestleMania. Rather than mind games, I had to just actually use these weird spooky powers and this magic dangerous mist. And now she's done it. She've she's been vindicated by her decisions, ultimately. Now on SmackDown, she's finally Raw Women's Champion. That's right. I want to shout out somebody, but I don't know who it was. It wasn't me or Phil or Miller or Sidgwick or Thunder Rosa. I was going to say. Uh so it must have been somebody that was in the comments. So if it was you, by all means, let us know in the replies to this podcast on Twitter. He suggested that she just blows her dangerous blue mist <laughs> at the belt and turns the red mist turns the red belt blue. But then surely blue mixing with the red would make it purple, and that belt should probably be should probably be. Should, it's, it's in the f-ing judgment day. Yeah. But that's only a day. So they haven't solved that problem either. Uh, I totally screwed up that one. I'm really sorry. I'm, Really tired. The, <laughs> um, the rematch will happen 
probably at Money in the Bank. I wouldn't book it. I'd put Bianca Belair in Money in the Bank. Yeah. Personally, but I think it's WWE, and I think you can expect a rematch. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, it'll mark their third match, WWE, like the trilogies. Too bloody much, if anything. But it'll be a big, inverted commas, match for Money in the Bank, even though we've seen it twice. Yeah. A WrestleMania rematch in the UK. Like, it's an easy pick. Like, she went into that match wearing a pair of goggles. <laughs> That's kind of amazing. Like, EST goggles. Just, like, really fancy-looking yeah. ones. But, yeah. Like, those, um, like... You know, that I saw these in Vegas. You've seen those, like, I think Becky Lynch has probably worn some. They're, like, kind of, um, it looks like a visor, but, it got, like, in the shape of some glasses. Mm. And then there's, like, animated LEDs, di- like a digital display over the top of oh, it. Oh, wow. You should get some of them that say EST. Love that. It's like you can see through them perfectly, but you can't get misted. Long-term, are you booking Bianca wins the Rumble, challenges Rhea at Mania? Ooh. I'm now. I know she's already won one. But. I hadn't thought that far ahead, but I'll tell you why. Because I think Bianca Belair will turn heel this year. Ooh. I think she's been very subtly adding, like, so many layers of confidence to her game, which she was right to do, 365-plus days as champion. Yeah, put some respect on Bianca Belair, people. Too right, too right. They didn't book her well as a TV champion, but as a big stage player, she's Hell one yeah. of the very best in all of wrestling. And she'll remain that way. And WWE increasingly run more bigger stages. So it's it's fit for her. Um, so I kind of was thinking that there'd be a heel turn coming and she was going to very gradually build to it. It's a harder sell without that belt. So I'm wondering if she wins it back from Asuka. Uh, and that this was just her end the long reign with a big moment. Makes Asuka a little bit and then at some point she gets it back. I don't know. Maybe she's got um, mist of her own. Maybe it's called Mest. <laughs> You can M- really tell the jet lag's kicking in. M-E-S-T. She's the fastest, the strongest, the mistiest. Uh, Maybe I, she keeps it in her braid. And then she swings the braid around and the mist just flies everywhere. <laughs> dangerous Asuka, from the front row. So much is. Asuka can't block it. Um, in terms of money in the bank, though, you mentioned uh, contenders for that. There's two qualifiers on SmackDown tonight. Obviously, already started on, on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. We know uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Ricochet are already in the, the men's match. Um, the first potential qualifier for the women's match comes from SmackDown. Lacey Evans versus Zelina Vega. Uh, it's got to be Zelina Vega, hasn't it? This is not a um, this is not a slot being occupied by the winner. I don't think. No, Lacey Evans hasn't done much in ages, and that's just where she is. Zelina Vega, on the other hand, um, has obviously gone from strength to strength in the LWO. She was soundly beaten by Rhea Ripley. But that was never in doubt. What you wanted was to get what you got, which was the yes. huge moment of her being in her hometown, something very emotional. And why not try and build on that? Money in the Bank, I've often thought this, is kind of a really good cheat code for WWE when they're, like, wrapping feuds. Mm-hmm. Like, Becky Lynch now has to rebound from losing to Trish Stratus. She's an awesome name for Money in the Bank, but also doesn't have to win it. It's almost mm. like it's this diversion. I'll deal with you later, but in the meantime, I've got some pretty important business of getting that suitcase. But only one of them can. Suitcase. <sighs> Briefcase, but that is also on my mind because I'm still waiting to fucking reclaim my luggage. Like, <laughs> imagine that. Imagine climbing a ladder and there's like a wheeled suitcase at the top and you just like finally unlock it and then it just falls down. <laughs> cr- crushes you instantly. Bloody hell, what's in this? <laughs> Opens up, there's just loads of souvenirs. Loads this of merch. wrong one. <laughs> I want to cash in my money in the bank suitcase. That's not yours. Yours had a black ribbon around it. Oh, God. 
Yeah, I've mine are the rainbow strap. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, you could do Becky getting cost the match by Zoe Stark or something. Yeah, L- mine was beige. Listen, if anybody was on that um, flight where fifty cases went missing, amazing. Do not claim my beige suitcase. I have no possessions that are worth your while, but I brought some very nice Las Vegas tap back for my wife. Oh yeah, of and course. That currently remains. And Wait a second, this this suitcase full of Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, I did, I, do you know? What? I didn't get any. I wanted to get. I tried a flavor called Summer Americana. <laughs> right? Do you know what it tasted like? What? Um, when blue slush puppy melts. Oh, that. Oh my god. Fizzy, right? And I went back to um, Target. I think I got it from a Walgreens, one of the two, because they were right next to each other on the strip. And I went back. Um, like the penultimate day, just to just get an armload to bring back for the abuse, and it had all gone. Oh. There was like there was oh, the only one that remained was the Mountain Dew original or the Hard Dew. Hard Dew. Yeah, Walgreens had some Code Red one day. Thunder Rosa saw that, took a look at the ingredients, and was appalled. <laughs> I was a big fan of that. Um, I had, it's as if like 152 percent of your daily sugar intake. Isn't a good thing. It's like, well, I'm up on tomorrow. Yeah. You haven't thought this through. I've already had half of tomorrow's sugar as well. I fulfill my quota for tomorrow. I'll sleep when I'm home, slash dead. Uh, I agree, Selena Vega. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Selena Vega to be the one to uh, grab the suitcase. Um, the other one I can't really call. The other one made me instantly think, and, and it's a, a horrible WWE trope, but I saw the two names and thought, oh, I really hope they have a, what are they called, last chance Oh, yeah, there's always qualifier. one, isn't there? yeah. Because currently, those people would be Bronson Reed, which would kick ass, mm-hmm. and the Miz, who can goo. Now. <laughs> you can goo now. Um, yeah. But in the, on SmackDown tonight, it's Montez Ford, mm-hmm. always good value, especially when you can toy ladders into the mix, Yep. versus one of the strongest contenders for Money in the Bank, if it's not Cody Rhodes, and that is L.A. Yeah. Has to be L.A., doesn't it? Montez Ford wins. Sorry. Like, wow. LA Knight will win the last chance match. Right. Um, he, he's, he's the center of a war, isn't he? He's the, he's the main roster representative of the civil war power struggle going on between Triple H and his dad. Yes. Yeah. Because Vince doesn't like him. How? how? But, but Triple H slash every fan in every building, including the AW ones I attended last week, does. So... He's going to become the first wrestler in ages to be the recipient of the protest vote. WWE fans haven't given like a protest vote guy any backing for yonks, and it's going to be LA Knight if he doesn't make it. And I don't think he does here. And I feel LA, like I've got a good tagline for you: from undesirable to undeniable. That's brilliant. Where have you got that from? And if you're not down with that, we got two LA <laughs> two letters for you: LA. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 well, yeah, it's baffling because they did the, the, the trip. What um, it was, by the way. Oh, did he, he was as shocked as we um, were. We were all like, he's talking about his penis, Miller. <laughs> oh, he yeah, he's he's had a whirlwind few weeks, hasn't he? Because he was team with Boogs, then beating up Boogs last week. Uh, felt a bit sorry for Boogs. Yeah, but done with that. LA Knight, done sorry, with that. full name Rick. Boogs! But yeah, one way or another, LA's getting into the Money in the Bank ladder match. So maybe you're right, but although I, I do like the idea of Montez now winning the last chance. Yeah, that'd be good too. You could, mm, could you put Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins in the last chance and only one of them gets it? Oh. Maybe that's the way to do it. 
Both of these should be in it, though. You're right. Like, you've got to find a way in for both of these guys. Um, I have a feeling the UK would really want LA Knight. And here's the thing. Let's say Cody's in it, as per your fantasy booking. Please. I never once thought on the road to WrestleMania that fans would go, no, not you. It's got to be Sami Zayn or Bust. I never once thought that. I, In fact, I advise people on this podcast, stay the course, hold the wheel. It will work out. They booked it accordingly. I'm not going to say that about Cody Rhodes and LA Knight being yeah. in the ladder match. Do you remember Money in the Bank 2009 when Punk won it for the second time and he'd won it the year before? Mm-hmm. He had the world title and people had kind of seen what that had looked like and you know what, what we'd get would be even better when he turned heel. But like the first time it was like, oh, they booked like a mid-card on it. And Christian Did had he even lose re- the title then? That no, that was when he was yeah. beat up by Orton, yeah. Christian returned. So he said, do you remember the iconic ECW return? I do. Like, there was somebody that had attacked some of the members of the NXT roster in the parking lot. Do you, do you know who that was, Will Bond? Who's that? It's Christian. Blade Avonbrook. <laughs> He'd returned, but people didn't care that it was on ECW. People cared that Christian was back. And it was like, he's been away in TNA. He's made himself a top, top guy. Mm-hmm. And here's the avenue with which to push him. And he was getting his hands on the briefcase with the teases. Like, yes, it's here we go. It's Christian's time. He lost. Oh, it's you again, CM Punk. We've seen that. LA Knight and Cody Rhodes, you know, in the UK, don't rule that out. Yeah. Like, LA Knight with his hands on the briefcase would get that, like, organic bubbling under. Oh, my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh, my God. If it's Cody Rhodes that knocks him off and claims it in his place. Oh, don't do that. And, ah, uh, like, it's, it's something to think about. I never would have doubted the Sami Zayn thing. I would doubt this one. So you're saying Montez? We'll go Montez for this. LA I'll go Knight. LA Knight and I'll put a good bruise on that. Oh, I lose these all the time. And I'm already in debt to you for one. And you know that. Yeah. Taking advantage of my jet lag. Go on, then we'll have that. All right. A handshake see, on a podcast. See, I may even like the idea of Ford and Dawkins in the last yeah. chance battle. I've given myself a better out, and yet I'm going to lose a coffee over it. It's good. You love, like, listeners. You bloody love it, you. He loves having coffees over my head. He absolutely loves it. It's his little... When we get stacks in, right? I think he looks at Stax, and Stax doesn't like Wilborn. No. I don't know what it is between you two, but he's never taken that. From the very <laughs> beginning. Listen to the NXT preview for more evidence of that. He was really, like, he was angry the other day that me and Sidgwick weren't there. Oh. Stuck with you in a room. Like, he was. Come, like, come all this way. Sounded like he was losing it, actually, if anything. Uh, but from the very beginning, he's never liked Wilborn. And I wonder if this, like, mafioso, like, don't worry, Hamlet, you settle your debts. Is a way that Wilborn is trying to flex that he can be just like Stax to try and, you know, and I, God forbid if Stax is your impression. Oh, no. He's going to kick the f***ing shit out of you. But, like... <laughs> well, yeah, I think, I think you do this to sort of imagine what it would be like to be in, quote-unquote, waste management. Yes. And hold these Biscoff letters over my head. Look, all I'm saying Eric is... Eric Biscoffs. When, just get me that coffee back whenever you can, and yeah. then maybe your briefcase will show back up. <laughs> See, I swept to it. Briefcase suitcase. I don't know who done that. Yeah, did that. Anyway, let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, Watch say you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, me and Sid will be back later on to preview an actually good episode of AEW <laughs> Rampage. And of course, got WrestleCulture with a hashtag Bloody Good Quiz coming your way later on today. But for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. Me and will be back on Monday to review all this but thanks for joining us we'll see you soon 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.